Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. I'm Andrew Musgrove, and today we've got the Newcastle United editor Mark Douglas and Newcastle sports writer Chris Woff. And we're going to focus on Mitrovic today and the strike situation in Newcastle, obviously, with the summer transfer window coming up. But first of all, we'll just start with the news that Christian Atsu is expected to sign within the next 24 hours. Uh, Mark, what does that mean for Newcastle United? Uh, well, I mean, it's, uh, <coughs> it just shows, I think, that they... They're looking to get the business done pretty quickly. Um, I think it shows that um, Atsu has done enough in the big games as well for Rafa Benitez to kind of um, secure this transfer. It, you know, it, it's kind of a, a, a decent deal, I think, for Newcastle. I don't think um, Atsu's necessarily going to be uh, a star in the Premier League, but I think he's a decent option off the bench. You've seen um, in quite a few of the, the important games this season, Atsu's come to the party, you know. I mean, he, he was excellent against Brighton away, which was a, a really important game. Um, he scored the goal against Preston, which obviously started the, um, uh, got Newcastle back in front. And uh, I think, you know, you've, you've seen, and what Rafa really likes about him is he's a big game player and he's a guy who can train well without necessarily starting uh, on a Saturday. He'll train well, he'll keep his levels pretty high, he looks sharp when he comes on and it's everything that Rafa wants really. It ticks every box for Rafa, you know, for a squad player anyway. And I think, you know, when you look at it like that, six million is a pretty good, pretty good deal. So uh, it makes sense. And I was a bit surprised actually that they didn't, um, they haven't made more overtures that they were going to sign him earlier. But I think they were probably waiting to find out that they were definitely going to be in the Premier League because they probably wouldn't have taken him if they were in the Championship. But uh, for a Premier League deal, it's a decent one. And just quickly, Chris, what does that say about Rafa's approach to this to this window? You know, he's acting quite quickly. You know, what do you make of, of that? I think it makes sense that he has reacted quickly. He wanted the meeting with Mike Ashley to be to happen soon after the end of the, the season and he wants transfers to happen as quickly as possible. You have to get the ball rolling. He's going to want another winger, at least maybe he's two. He's going to want players elsewhere. There's going to be a lot of movement in and out. And so, as Mark says, it's a deal that makes sense. He knows what Atsu can do. Atsu's been with the squad all year. It's not a case of you, you signing a player as a risk because you know that he's settled here. Uh, he gets along well with the other players. You know what he can offer. And I think Rafa believes that there's still progression in Atsu. He's 25. And you've seen the progression this season. I think Rafa thinks he can work with him for longer. So I think that it's just a case of Rafa wants business done early. It gives them momentum. It means that last year they signed one player and three, four signed quite quickly afterwards. I don't think that'll necessarily be the case because this is so early, but it gives them a lot more time to just focus on other positions knowing he has a player who uh, he already trusts. Fantastic. And looking at the transfer window, I mean, one person that always provokes a bit of debate and whose future isn't necessarily clear is that of Alexander Mitrovic. He was expected to really you know, take the uh, championship in his stride this season. It didn't happen. Uh, only four goals in about 25 appearances. What is it with Mitrovic? He's someone that the fans love, but he just doesn't seem to be able to do it on the pitch, first of all. I and mean, what went wrong from Chris this season? 
I think it was from the very start he, he when he got the red card against Spurs I think that really set him back for the following season it meant that he, he wasn't available for the first few games of the campaign it gave Dwight Gale the opportunity to really set his stall out which he did he took his opportunity against Red in a few games in and Mitrovic just couldn't really get going from there I think that in Rafa's mind seeing Mitrovic get sent off in that Spurs game with what was an act of stupidity really uh, didn't didn't set Mitrovic well and I think it took him a bit of time to get back into Rafa's thinking then to be fair in him in Oct- around October time he took his opportunities against Preston scored a few goals but all of that you knew was just going to be in the team temporarily because Dwight Gale was the number one striker the system was based around Gale I don't think that they had the players this season really to cope with uh, a Mitrovic style player that didn't get the ball in the box often enough for a Mitrovic style player in the air it was all about particularly away from home Dwight Gale playing on the just on the line of the defence, John Joe Shelby particularly playing him through, and I think that, that from that point Mitrovic just couldn't really get momentum. Strangely, the longer the season went on, the more that he did play towards the end. Actually, the less likely he looked like scoring, which is a bizarre thing. His all-round game actually improved against Preston and against uh, the last day of season against Barnsley. I was actually very impressed with a lot of what he did. But he never really looked like scoring. There was a few opportunities in those games, but you know, you were never confident he was going to score. And I think it was, it, it's a shame. But I just think from the very start, the, the season just started poorly because of the red card from the previous year, and it just never got going. Mark, is that the is that the point? Is that the key? That the, the way the play isn't set up. It's like if you've got an Andy Carroll type player, you want the balls in the box. Mitrovic is a bit similar. Mm-hmm. That he's good in the air. Is that, is, that, is that where you see it went wrong for him? Yeah, I mean, well, it went wrong because Mitrovic didn't have enough discipline at, at key moments on the pitch. You know, I mean, we talk about, um, you know, the, the red card against Spurs, but Mitrovic's problem was that he couldn't be necessarily relied on in those away games. I mean, you saw against Wolves, he won the game, but then he got himself sent off as well. And that was, that was a problem for Mitrovic. That is a problem that he's going to have to rectify next season if he's going to have any part to play under Rafa, if, indeed, if he doesn't lead this summer which is you know I'm still not entirely convinced he's not he's, he's going to stay at Newcastle but that was that was a bigger problem you know I think Rafa was prepared to change the team um, to, to play around him I and mean, you saw that when Gale was injured they didn't really have anybody as like for like and they were prepared to change the way that they played away from home um, against Brentford they changed the way they played against Wolves they changed the way they played um, and Murphy was a kind of more reliable but probably not as good and technically not as strong as Mitrovic and what's been really interesting with Mitrovic this season I think which, which I've kind of noticed is that two years ago they bought him and paid a lot of money for him off the back of games against Arsenal Borussia Dortmund where he went to the Emirates and he went to um, Borussia Dortmund as well and he scored goals he played really really well looked like a guy who could potentially be a Premier League international striker. Now, what has been kind of strange this season is that we've seen him in some games where he just hasn't looked. He's looked like a kind of middling championship striker. I've got a lot of time for him. I think he's got a lot of talent. I think, you know, that he's a really, you know, raw ability-wise. He is he is as good as, um, he is as good as you know, quite a lot of players that I've seen in, in the division. But he really needs to be coming on um, this season. You know, I expected him to score more goals. I expected him to look a bit more dangerous. Um, and, you know, I think... I think what what has been what has held him back is this lack of discipline, and it's it's a key it's a key problem for him because against Wolves, you know, although he did win the game, and you know, we 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 were really sort of impressed with the way that he kind of like withheld, um, you know, with the, sorry the way Rafa kind of stuck up for him after that game. You know, there's no doubt that he nearly cost Newcastle that game, and it was a vital game 
Um, you know, he just let his foot in once or twice, and it just and that was the problem. That was around February, wasn't it? And that was just before Newcastle's really important run of games when Dwight Gale was injured. Um, and Rafa will remember those kind of things. You need to have discipline. I mean, we just talked about Christian Atsu. You know, the guy has the guy is disciplined. He can play left wing. Matt Ritchie. You know, how is it that these other players in the team can can hold their um, can hold their discipline? And I know you know we can go through it and say Mitrovic hasn't had as many yellow cards this season. He's been a lot more disciplined in terms of that, but. They've got, to be, they've got to be able to rely on him in key moments. And I think that was the problem. You know, you saw he didn't play again for a while after that game in February. Um, and actually, Murphy ended up getting preferred in quite a few key games. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a frustration, isn't it? And I think that Rafa's worked with him. I think he's, he's worked hard, actually. I think they've, they've brought in a striker coach just to work with him. Um, so they're not giving up on him. Um, but he's going to have to, you know, he's now, I know he's young, but he's, he's 22, is he now? 23? 22. 22. You know, he's got to be starting to step up really in the next few years. Interestingly, you mentioned kind of key moments. He came on against Norwich in that, that thriller, and in my opinion, he, he, we Newcastle won the game because of Mitrovic. I know Gale scored the goals, but you know, if it wasn't for Mitrovic really causing a nuisance and getting the ball down to Gale for that final goal, Newcastle wouldn't have, wouldn't have won that. And we've seen glimpses uh, this year where his all round player has improved drastically, he's holding the ball up, he's knocking it on. But it seems that the one thing that does let him down is is the goal scoring side of it, and that's not good for a striker. No, it's not. And but it was interesting because during the relegation, just after Rafa first came in, actually Mitrovic probably had his best spell coming off the bench away at Norwich when Newcastle eventually lost. He came on and changed the game because Newcastle were awful first half. He did really well. He got the point against Sunderland, playing well there. And you you saw a few glimpses, and you thought if he can push on and do this in the Championship, he really can have a good season. Um, but the, the goals have dried up. There was that spell, as I said, where he scored four and two games against uh, Preston. Unfortunately, he got dropped. He was in a bit of a purple patch at that spell. Went away and scored with Serbia as well. But came back and just, just didn't really got his opportunity. Then when he did get it again after Christmas, he was dropped when they went away to Blackburn. Wasn't even in the squad. And he didn't take his opportunity. We talk about discipline. I think it's also a case of trust in terms of... And by trust, I mean when Rafa looks... At between when Gale wasn't fit do I pick Murphy or do I pick Mitrovic Mitrovic is more of a what if he could go and win the game for you but you don't know if he's going to necessarily do exactly your game plan you you tell Daryl Murphy to play in a specific way you run the lines against Huddersfield I'm sorry but Mitrovic just wouldn't have been able to do the job that Daryl Murphy did that day he got barely any of the ball Murphy he had to run around by himself and Rafa looked at it and thought I can play him he'll do that selfless role for me whereas Mitrovic you've always got that question of is he going to is he going to do that self? Is he going to have that selflessness, or is he going to get frustrated? Is he going to do something silly? And I think that that, that is holding him back. Look, he's still young, but I think that has been the issue with with Rafa that he's looked at it and thought, well, Murphy, that's why I brought him in. That that's the moments I need him in. And it costs fifteen million. You know, thirteen goals in a return of I think it's about sixty games. It's just not good enough, is it, for someone who's cost that amount of money? And interestingly, if you look at Brighton's goal scorers from this season, you know, Murphy, uh, Murray, twenty three goals. Hamed 15 and Baldock 12. Newcastle were lacking a second striker who could get the goals like Gale. Um, and that's going to be something that they're going to have to address this summer and, and, and you know quickly. 100%. You take Dwight Gale out, you take Matt Ritchie's goals out, he got a few very important goals, finished with 15 all competitions. You take those out, you've got Ayose Perez on 12, and then you're starting to struggle. I think that they need goals from midfield as well as up front. If I've got one criticism of John Joe Shelby this year, I think he's been very good for the large part, but there aren't enough goals there. He 
he has enough shots and he is he is good enough, particularly at this level, to have scored more goals and he didn't. So they're going to need to address that. You can't just rely on Gale. We've seen he has the problem with his hamstring. It was both hamstrings this year, which is a concern. It's been a recurring injury. Uh, so you just can never be sure with that. So there is going to need to be backup or alternatively, we don't even know if, if Dwight Gale will be the first choice striker, but particularly regardless of whether he is or not, there is going to have to be an addition there, at least one. Because the big problem for Newcastle over the last... <clears throat> when they were when they were in the Premier League and struggling in the Premier League, um, in fact, really, since Denver Barr had his excellent season and probably Cissé had that season as well, Newcastle haven't had a striker who's really, you know, looked dangerous, looked like they can score. And that, you know, Graham Carr, we talk a lot about Graham Carr and his record in the transfer market. Now, one thing that Graham Carr really hasn't hadn't found um, or he, well he hadn't been able to recommend one that Newcastle could then go and get was a striker Newcastle have had a succession of sort of strikers who've come in and not really performed and I think Mitrovic is, is definitely for me one of those who had the potential had the had the opportunity but I mean I heard when they actually signed him they were very touch and go about whether to actually go for him in the first place he had a really good season for Anderlecht but there was a lot of question marks over whether he was the finished article at the time. I remember there was um, he put a lot of weight on the the season before he actually had a really good season for Anderlecht. And, um, they took a massive gamble on him. Now, I think, really, Newcastle probably need, and one of the reasons why Rafa would have been um, so desperate to get um, you know, the, the, the assurances on money is because he knows that any striker worth their salt who's going to guarantee to score Newcastle goals this summer is going to be £20 million plus, at least. If we're talking about Gilfie Sigurdsson, who I'd heard... Um, hadn't really been on the radar because they thought he was going to cost so much. If we're talking about him, that's 30 million Swansea are asking for for a 27-year-old. Andre Gray could potentially be 15 million. I've heard they're very interested in Andre Gray, but he's only scored nine goals for Burnley this season. Um, there's others, you know, there's others out there that Newcastle could go for. They'll probably look at the uh, foreign market as well. They'll probably, probably go and look at others as well. I mean, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they kind of end up looking at a guy like Alexandre Lacazette again, who I know we've kind of talked about. And Liverpool have... Liverpool had a little look at him, Arsenal had a look at him, but they weren't necessarily convinced, I think, at the time, they weren't convinced that he was necessarily worth the money that they were going to be charging. And Newcastle, with Rafa in charge, they might go for him, you know, they might look at they might look at something like that. Now, that's the kind of level that they have to aspire to, and that's the problem for Mitrovic, is, and for Gale as well, really, is that if Newcastle are going to be comfortable in the Premier League, they're going to need two strikers who are going to score ten, more than 10 goals, and they're probably going to need one who's going to score 15. Newcastle haven't had that for such a long time. Papi Cissé got... 10, didn't he, in the final season that he was there. But, I mean, Cissé never looked consistently dangerous after the first season that he was at Newcastle. He never looked comfortable in the situa- in the system that um, Alan Pardew wanted to play. Um, and that's the problem for Newcastle. And that's the problem for Mitrovic. Look, if he stays, brilliant. But I think, personally, that they will potentially look to sell him on because I think they know that he's one of those that they can probably raise some money for. If they can get 10, 15 million, get the money back for him that can be invested in another striker. But, I mean, if he's still here, I like him. You know, I like him. I think he adds something. I like the way he plays. If you've got time on somebody like Mitrovic, if you've got, if you've got time to work with him, brilliant, absolutely fantastic, and he will add something. But I think potentially Iosi Perez is, is, is one who I would look to say. He's probably got a bit more potential to grow. You know, everybody's been on his case this season, but he's actually scored double figures this year, Perez. He's got some cracking goals. Played last really well at the end. Get, last three months yeah. get really good. And people were on his case from the start, Iosi Perez. You know, I think Iosi Perez had a really good season, actually, um, considering he started poorly. You know, he's still getting, getting to grips with the championship. You know, Mitrovic looked tailor-made for him to come in and really, you know, bully defences in the championship. And he didn't, he didn't do that. And I like Mitrovic. I've always said I like Mitrovic, but, um, you know, he's got a long way to go. 
Chris, what, what do you see him? Do you see him potentially getting shipped out in the summer? Or do you think they'll be get, getting at least a chance till January? I think that, as Mark says, I think <coughs> he's one of the few sealable assets they really have. I think, personally, I'm, I'm not convinced by him. I think there are strong parts to his game. I think there is a player in there somewhere, but Newcastle need a player who's ready now and I think Mitrovic is going to take two, three, eight, four years even to get up to the level Newcastle would need striker-wise. You look around the current squad and you think who can they raise a decent amount of cash from? There probably aren't that many players there. Mitrovic, although I am saying I don't think he's a finished article, the fact that he has that potential, the fact that he's only 22, the fact they played 13 million from him in the first place and he is starting to score goals for Serbia, I think there is money to be had there. I think 10 to 15 million mark is attainable potentially, particularly in the current market. And then you would look to, to reinvest that probably in a striker who's going to cost 25 to 30 million. They need a striker who's going to get 12, 15, 18 goals if they want to attain to more than just survival next season. We know Benitez doesn't want just want survival. And I think that that is what they're going to have to look for. I, can't, I don't think Benitez wants Mitrovic as, as, his, as his first striker. I think that if, if, the, if the money was there, if he wasn't having to sell to buy, to buy as well, we know he's got given some funds, but he's going to have to sell to buy. Maybe he would look at Mitrovic as a long-term project, but I don't think he has that luxury, unfortunately. Um, interesting, the names that have been linked over the past few days. Obviously, Mark, you mentioned Andre Gray, nine goals. Rodriguez, Southampton, only five goals. Of course, Josh King, 16 goals this season. That's the first time... I think that in 16 goals, more goals he scored in the last three or four seasons put together. So he's hardly consistent, and it is going to be hard to find a striker you know who can who can hit the ground running in the Premier League. Um, I mean, interestingly, the last uh, back in 1993 when Newcastle went up, David Kelly was their top scorer. He left a few months later. Um, he got 24 goals in that champion in that uh, that season under Keegan. White Gale in a similar position. Some pundits have suggested that he could go. No, I, no, I, no, I, I really don't think so. I, I, I really like White Gale. I think um, you know, I, I look at the the way that he, you know, if you talk about key moments in the season, the second goal that he scored when Newcastle were three one down against Norwich, um, you know, that that touch and shot was from the top drawer, and that wasn't, you know, that was a, a, a touch and shot. That's the presence of mind that you need in the Premier League. Now, people kind of talk about Dwight Gale's never done in the Premier League, but he hasn't really been given the opportunity. You know, at Palace, he played in a system um, that Alan Pardew had him in that didn't, didn't suit him. You know, he, I mean, Alan Pardew talked about him as the next Ian Wright and then didn't play him, and he also had, he had injury problems. Now, they, they're going to need to bring in two strikers, I think, at least, maybe three, who can, who can challenge for that, that role, but I certainly wouldn't be giving up on Dwight Gale. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that, you know, I know Steve Stone talked about it, I'm surprised that people are talking about it. You know, you don't score 20... He scored a goal every 93 minutes in the championship. You know, people talk about Chris Wood and, you know, we've seen other players go into the, the Premier League. We're talking about Andrew Gray as Newcastle potentially looking to sign him. Well, he didn't have as good a record as that. He didn't have as good a hit record as that. If, if another team had a Dwight Gale and Newcastle bought Dwight Gale in, who'd done really well in the championship, people would be saying, hey, fantastic, that's brilliant. How many chances has he been given in the Premier League? Not enough. You know, you don't have the presence of mind that Gale has. And the way that Gale has been able to score this season without having something about you. And I think he needs to be given an opportunity in the Premier League. And I, and I think I think Rafa will give him an opportunity. I think Rafa really likes him. I, I don't think it's going to be a David Kelly situation because um, I don't think there are enough strikers out there who can come in and just you know play that way. I don't think there's I don't think he's got a load of options of people to come in and, and sign that. I mean if he goes out and gets a kind of Lacazette or a 
you know, somebody like that. And I mean, you know, that's that would be a kind of dream signing for Newcastle, obviously, somebody like that. If they go out and get somebody like that, then you're saying potentially, you know, yeah, okay, he would he would be on the bench. But I think Gale would also he'd be another one who'd be prepared to fight for his place. You know, we've got a whole squad now who know that they're going to be expected to improve massively next season. We're not going to have the situation that we've had so many times with Newcastle where the squad go away for the summer, they come back, there's one or two new players, but across the board, pretty much the same players know they're going to start next season. What would be great is to see Rafa go out and buy players um, who will put everybody's position under threat next season. So the, the complacency that we've seen over the last few years from a Newcastle squad is not going to happen. And Dwight Gale's going to expect that. You know, He knows that this is a club that's going places and, and he will be expected to, to get better. He'll be expected to produce in a more consistent basis next season. Um, it's what Rafa was trying to do in January when he brought Andros Townsend in. Um, he was trying to you know, give that message that we're going to get better, we're going to keep getting better, we're going to keep building. Um, and I think that's what they'll do this summer. And Dwight Gale will know that he's got to get better. Um, but I don't expect to see Gale sold, to be honest. I, I don't think he will be. I mean, it would be a surprise. And they'd have to have somebody really good lined up straight away for him to go. I don't think Rafa will look to get rid of him because he likes him. And Chris, are you along, you along the same lines as Mark there? You think, you know, Gale's here to stay in potentially first first choice going into August? I think he's here to stay. Whether he'll be first choice will depend on who they can get in. I think you just have to look at the fact that they are going to have to strengthen a lot of positions. Now, Dwight Gale's one of the few players you'd say I'd have confidence he can step up and at least have a go at the Premier League. So you've got to, you've got to cut your losses there as well in terms of just think we can't sign 30 players or something. You can't do it. The need to keep some of this squad is going to be some of the players you don't necessarily expect. Now, I'm not saying Dwight Gale's one of those, but I think Gale, Shelby, Richie, these are the sort of players you, you're going to build the, the squad around, possibly the first team around and I think Gale would provide good competition for whoever they bring in regardless of whatever name they are he as, as Mark says he, he wants to prove he is a Premier League player and just elsewhere on the strike front we're all are we assuming that Dal Murphy will be one of those more than likely to leave this summer or do you think Benitez might take him up into the Premier League it's going to be an interesting one isn't it it's going to depend on who they can get you know I think the you know Darren Murphy's had a great season in terms of what he's done for Newcastle, and he, if he goes, then he will go with the um, you know with, with the best wishes of everybody at Newcastle. You know, let's be honest, he's had a go in the Premier League before, and it wasn't you know it wasn't his level. I think he'd be fine to come in and, and possibly play once or twice in the Premier League, but um, I think he'll want to play more regularly. I think Newcastle will, you know, and there'll be a lot of takers for him as well. And yeah, I mean, if you go into the Premier League and you're starting the season with Darren Murphy's leading the line up front then you know it's without wanting to sound too harsh that's going to be a problem for Newcastle because he's not going to score 20 goals in the Premier League uh, and Chris Adam Armstrong is a name that always pops and you know, he's very popular obviously everyone's got that dream of the Geordie lad you know number nine and you know, the Alan Shearer on the cards do you see him playing a part in the Premier League this this season for Newcastle or will he be out on loan again to a championship side next next season personally I, I think that it will be another loan from I think that's what he needs possibly just six months and maybe see how it goes until January see what he he went to Barnsley first six months of the season was frustrating from because he didn't get as much game time as he would have liked Sam Winnell was moved on uh, in January he started to play a bit more but by that time the rest of the Barnsley team it was they were safe and basically mm-hmm. Barnsley had stopped playing and I don't think that helped and we see he scored a, a couple of very good goals but it wasn't quite the electric season that he, that he had the season before in League One He's still a young lad. He's still only in his early 20s. I think that Rafa will look at it as we can send him out. We'll see what he can do. Championship, maybe he's even a Premier, another Premier League team, but I would expect a Championship team 
hopefully top half of the table, see if he can get a good run in that team, six months, possibly the full season, and then work from there. That, that's how I would see that one going. It didn't work for Armstrong and Barnsley, in my opinion. I think they chose a team that they felt played the right way, you know, and it, it was, and it, it sort of made sense in some in some ways. But I think that I don't think Newcastle were massively pleased with the amount of football that he got, and I think that Rafa. You know, you can tell the way that he speaks about certain players. He really fancies that player. And, and, you know, he never bit once on Adam Armstrong when we asked about him. And when we asked about him in January, will you bring him back? You know, he was quite pointed in the way that he said, well, how many goals has he got at Barnsley? You know, there was a message there. There was a message there. You know, Armstrong has got, you know, he's got the boot deal. He's got the England caps. He's got a lot of hype around him. And he's a very good player, in my opinion. I really like him. But... Is he a Newcastle United player? I mean, it's a huge, huge step up. I mean, Andy Carroll is the only striker that Newcastle have brought through in the last 10, 15 years. You know, he is... You're going to have to be you're going to have to be outstanding to be a Premier League striker. And I'm not sure Adam Armstrong's there yet. I don't think he's going to, he's going to end up having a long career in Newcastle United. I think he'll probably go away and have a very successful career elsewhere. And Newcastle, in my opinion, probably will look to maybe do a deal where they sell him this summer and potentially... You could be looking at like a buyback, you know, a first option on a buyback. Um, and that would be the best move for Adam Armstrong because I think Adam Armstrong stay, sticking around at Newcastle, getting the odd game in the League Cup is just not not where he needs to be. He needs first team football. He needs to be the main man, like he was at Coventry, a main man at a club next season. Um, and, I, you know, I know that Bradford City, who are my team, are really interested in him, were interested in him last summer. Don't be surprised if he ends up there and if he ends up there and scores an absolute trolley load of goals alongside Charlie White. Just finally, in a sentence, because we are running short of time, what type of striker is uh, Rafa going to be looking for, asks Daniel uh, JPEG on Twitter. So in a sentence, is it going to be a target man, speedy man, you know, a bit of both? Any suggestions? I don't think he's going to, he's going to, look, for, um, he's going to look for a specific type. I think somebody, it'll have to be somebody who's disciplined, who can work, uh, who can work the channels really well. Dwight Gale this season said he was a bit worried because he didn't think he was touching the ball enough. But then when he was touching the ball, he was scoring. He was playing, he had a lot less touches this season than he'd ever had in any season before Dwight Gale. But he was so disciplined. And I think that's what Rafa will look for. He'll look for somebody who can hit the back of the net, but he's also really disciplined, can work in his system. For you, Chris, what, who do you th- what kind of player do you think he'll target? Or is it the same, it's just someone who can do the job? I think it's someone who can play in the 4-2-3-1 system. That's the f- system he favours. He's flexible within it, but he likes someone who can run the channels, who brings players into play and away from home particularly manages to get in behind has a bit of pace I'm not saying it's going to necessarily be someone lightning quick but someone who can run in behind most of the successful teams he's had you've had Gerard and Torres you had Torres running behind Gale this season running behind I think it's going to be someone of that ilk but also someone who can hold the ball up a little bit but not target man-esque really be, be brilliant to see sorry I know Sigurdsson's the one that I think I mean I know I've run it past a few people in Newcastle and they kind of distance Newcastle from it but that would be an absolutely It'd terrific buy. Though, that would, but you know what? Like, pay pay the money, pay the money. Twenty seven years old, you know, yeah. But he could come in and he would score. He's so class. Sixton would be your kind of uh, one pick. For absolutely, you, Chris, one player that you would say, you know, let's go out and get him. Well, I filled the big tune survey in today and put guilty sickers in, but I feel I have to pick someone else now. So uh, I'd be looking centre back wise, and I'd be going to, I'd be trying to get uh, Bakri Sacco from uh, from. Liverpool, I think he did very well on loan 
at Crystal Palace. I think they need a dominant figure in there. I think he is someone who do it. Oh, Sako, I can't remember his first name. I may have got his first name. Mamadou Sako. Yes, I've mixed up two players. Apologies, everyone. Well, don't worry, I once wrote a story in the Sunday Sun. It was about Denver Bar, and I ended up writing about Ibrahim Bar the whole way through because about Ibrahim Bar. Luckily, it was in the days before Twitter and the internet, so. Kind of got moved, but it was Ben Babar was what I meant. Striker wise, anyone that just stands out just a name that you would say, let's go out and, and get him? I have to be honest, I'd, 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 there's no one there I'd say, oh, we've talked about these strikers, and I think there aren't that many there. Rafa's going to be scouring Europe to find one. There's not someone who immediately jumps out at me, I have to be honest, who so I think is a He likes Ramirez, doesn't he? He, likes he does Ramirez. like Ramirez. And, and Ramirez would be would be a terrific signing, I think, for Newcastle. I, th- I think they will try and get somebody really good. I think they'll try and get somebody really good, and I think you'll. Um, I think they'll try and get somebody really big, and then I like an Andre Gray. I think they would. I think they would really like Andre Gray because he is. He would be another one who would just come in and work so hard for Newcastle. And and I think it would. That would then you'd look at it and say Gale, Gray, Perez, say a big name like a Sigurdsson or a Ramirez or somebody like that. And you'd say there's goals there with Richie, Shelby. You know, it's a bit. It's a bit different. But Rafa will want Rafa. They're not going to score a hundred goals next season, but. They're going to have to score more than they did in the so last season. Two, two strikers. I think they'll sign at least two. Yeah, yeah I think they'll sign at least two. And just just to finish off, yes or no, Mutovic uh, at the end of the summer transfer window? No. Mark? Probably not. Probably not. Grand, right? I've been Andrew Musgrove. Thank you very much for joining us. If you head over to chroniclelive.co.uk and take part in the Big Tune survey, which Mark spent quite a while putting together, you can uh, tell us about how you feel. You know, the season's gone under Rafa. And we look forward to hearing your responses. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King.